Yo, what's up, Nashville? Uh, Dad's back. Couple more years. Welcome into the Sad National Sports Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me is Bryce. What's and up, guys? This week, we have some fun shit to talk about. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's jump right into this big fucking debacle with the <laughs> shitty-ass New York Jets fan who decided to tweet out to the Titans saying that basically Avery Williamson is the steal of the free agency and Rashawn Evans is an absolute fucking bust. Have, have, have you seen this tweet, or is this just me? Oh, yeah, that guy is, yeah, that guy's real pleasant, isn't he? Yeah. So, the, uh, yes. I think just, it's just, just in case six. anybody anybody hasn't seen these tweets, um, I'll read it out to you. It's at New York Jets Updater, which is a stupid name to begin with. Um, Luke Warsham tweeted out, one thing's for sure about Evans, he's a massive upgrade over Avery Williamson. And this cocksucker tweets out breaking, dumbass Titans fan thinks the LB3 from last year's class can replace PFF's number two linebacker versus the run and number 12 overall linebacker. He then goes on to tweet. Yeah, yeah he th- it goes on. Let's, let's get on this next tweet. Titans fans are hilarious. We are. We're fucking comical. So I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, so biased and they lack all common sense and knowledge. But what should I expect from Tennessee people? LOL, maybe those dumbasses will be famous country singers one day. Oh, great. More country jokes. That's yeah. annoying. That's <laughs> No, okay. Well, here's the thing. Every Williamson sucks in coverage. And wait, did he call Evans the, the LB3? That's, Who? that's what he called. Yeah, I, I'm what, not sure. Which two are better? <laughs> I, I could probably name 20 linebackers that are better than Williamson all around. I, yeah, I mean, he's not like a scrub or anything, but he can't cover for shit. That guy's a fucking moron. The dude couldn't cover a fucking scarecrow in a cornfield. Let's just put it yeah. that way. God. Yeah. You remember seeing, I, oh my God, I'm not going to miss seeing him get burnt by fucking Jack Doyle every every time we play the Colts. <laughs> I don't understand. Let's, I just got a little rant. All right. Avery Williamson, very good in run defense. Everyone understands that. Every Titans fan knows that. Nobody's debating that. But the Jets just signed this man for three years, $22 million, right? They paid yeah. this man $22 million over the next three years to basically fucking stuff a hole. <laughs> what kind of fucking stupid shit is that? The, the Titans went out and fucking drafted Rashawn Evans, paying him $11 million over four years. So half the money and an extra year. And the man is a lot better pass coverage than Avery Williamson. So, yeah, he's an all-around linebacker. They paid him. They paid that all that money for a, a run-stopping linebacker, which is much easier to find than a coverage linebacker. So <laughs> I don't really get that, but whatever. I hope they're happy with him. And look, we're, I'm just not sitting here shitting on this New York Jets guy. Um, I invited him onto the podcast three times to discuss this. He didn't respond, so he's a pussy. He can ligma. If you don't know what ligma is, just tweet at me. I'll let you know. Um, ligma. Yeah, li- ligma balls. Um it's it's the stupidest statement I think I've heard in fucking months that Avery Williamson is is better than Rashawn Evans. Right now we don't know what Rashawn Evans is because he's a state or he's a rookie. I mean, but fuck is he yeah. not better already? <laughs> like this is, <laughs> this is absurd to me that this man is out here tweeting. Like I guarantee this. you he won't. 
I guarantee you he won't get burning coverage as much as Avery Williamson did. I I feel like I, I mean it was a weekly coverage. occurrence. Like it was, wasn't it the the Texans game last year, game one, where their tight end received or oh, had, like, had like a thousand yards receiving on us? Like, well, that was the game that we got skull fucked. We lost by like fifty points, so probably. Yeah, thanks Avery for that. You fucking piece of shit. I mean, you're a good dude, but fuck your bad in coverage, dude. Yeah, we like him off the field. Just on the field, he fucking flat out sucks in coverage. So. Yeah, I'm not. Whatever that guy, I'll give it to about week four, and then that guy will be tweeting at him. We got to keep up in contact with that guy and see if he still thinks that way in about four or five weeks. Well, I, I know he was in an argument with uh, Titans Film Room, who was one of our friends, um, very yeah. intelligent man, who was who was tweeting out um, gifs or gifs. I don't know how you want to pronounce it. Um, basically, of Avery Williamson getting burned by again Jack Doyle. Um, I'm actually watching it right now, and it's just sad. So. It's, we'll we'll keep up with this guy and we'll visit him week in middle of the season just see how they're feeling. Yeah, they're not gonna get a good return. I mean, just I'm gonna go ahead and say that. But anyway. Yeah. So let's let's move on from New York Jets, dumbass, and move into what happened over the past two weeks since we missed last week, last week's episode due to unforeseen uns, uh, circumstances. Um, Jonathan yeah, Cyprian. Yeah, it's, you know, no big deal. Jonathan Cyprian got injured, tore his ACL. He's out for this season, um, which does suck, 110%. does suck. It sucks bad because I, I mean, at first when we first signed Cyprian, and even last year a little bit, I wasn't his biggest fan. But the I, the more, the longer he's been on the team, the more I've grown, like, you know, to like him. And he's a really great dude. He's one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. He's really nice. And... Honestly, I, I say this all the time. I said I think I said this in our first podcast. That we probably don't win the Chiefs game without him. So. Exactly. I don't know if you heard it, but it's a big uh, loss. The Southwest Titans actually had an interview with him, and it, it was a great mm-hmm. interview. Um, so if you guys haven't heard that, go check that out after you listen to this. Um, great interview. Yeah, he's with a him. great guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, also, oh, more so yeah. real, just real quick, less than uh, what he provides on the field. I mean, he might not be an all-star on the field, but I think that. The, the biggest thing is the team's going to miss his veteran presence because he's a really vocal guy in that locker room. Yeah, and Cyprian was, was never a coverage guy. He was very much in-the-box safety, um, who, who mm-hmm. was very good in run defense. He was a big hitter. And, I mean, week one, he missed a huge hit against Marshawn Lynch, but that was really the only time I ever saw him miss a major tackle in the run game. Um, so the Titans yeah. went out and signed Vaccaro, who was a five, who's now five-year vet from uh, the Saints, who was surprisingly still on the market. Yeah, I think we got lucky this year because of the uh, slow safety market. Any other year, we probably would have been fucked. But we were able to get a quality starting safety in August, which is weird. So, Yeah, it's it's very crazy. I love the signing. It, it's a great signing, in my opinion. Um, Vaccaro, who is, is very, very good. He's very much similar to Cyprian, um, maybe a little better. Very good in the box safety. Um, great, great in run defense. Below average in the pass coverage, but... Let's be honest, you shouldn't be playing that when you got uh, a Dory Jackson, um, Ryan, Butler, and Bayard all sitting in your secondary. If Vicar yeah, is sitting in the secondary, we're, we're fucked. <laughs> like, other issues have yeah, happened. So. We, we don't need him to be a ball hawk necessarily. He just needs to play that brand type of role, you know? And um, I think he probably did fit our scheme better than Eric Reed. 
I know Eric Reed had some problems. If y'all don't know, the reason the Titans didn't sign Eric Reed is because his flight got delayed multiple times, and they didn't want to just sit on their dicks and wait for him all day. So they brought in Vaccaro, which is fine with me. I think Vaccaro is just as good. So don't you? He was yeah. stuck. He was stuck in where was it? Uh, New York or something like New Jersey? Don't would you? If yeah. you had a chance to play in the it, NFL, would you have rented a car and driven twelve hours? That, that's what I'm saying. He's he's in New Jersey, which is like a ten hour drive. So I don't like, understand. Like I'm sorry, I you know I probably would have done that. Like hell, I, I drove I thirty. Too. I drove thirty hours from Massachusetts to New Mexico, where I currently live. I would have driven twelve hours to go get a fucking starting job in the NFL. That's that's without question. I mean, I have I kind of have a little conspiracy theory about that, but I don't know if you want to get into that. Let's or hear. Not. It. Let's hear the conspiracy theory. I don't think he wanted to sign. I think I kind of think he wants to milk his collusion case a little bit, but that's just me. That's a bold statement. It's very bold. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't. I mean, it's my opinion. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping he signs with somebody. Um, we'll see though. I mean, he's well because he's definitely good enough to play, and. I just think the whole thing's weird to me. Like, he didn't sign because he couldn't get on a flight. Like, it's not the only way of traveling, dude. Like, I just, I don't know. It seems like he didn't really, I mean, maybe he just didn't want to play for, or I don't know. Maybe he just really couldn't get it here. I don't know. It just seems a little weird to me. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But. We'll anyway, we'll I love the Vicar. We both love the Vicaro signing, so yeah. I think we're. I think we're. I think we're going to be definitely fine. I don't think. I well, let me just say this. I don't. I don't think that Vicaro is necessarily that big of a downgrade from Cyprian, if at all. I think he might be a slight upgrade, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, we'll see though. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what plays out. Hopefully, that is the only injury the Titans suffer this year. Um, ma- major injury, obviously. Because we still have Richard Matthews, who has this fucking mystery injury, who no one knows anything about. Oh my god, yes. This is, um... Can I rant for a minute, Kevin? Go for it. Do your thing. Alright, man. Let me just say this real quick. If we win games, none of this is gonna fucking matter, and you can all call me a dipshit, and I'll shut my mouth. I'm just saying... Mike Vrabel is reminding me of Ken Winless Hunt right now because why are you trying to be secretive, dude? It's August. There's nothing else to fucking talk about anyway. You might as well just be honest with the media about the fucking injuries. When you're sitting there hiding shit that makes you look shady as fuck and Ken Winless Hunt had a bad reputation with the media in Nashville and Mike Vrabel's going to do the same fucking thing because he tried to, he's trying to act like Billy Badass and keep everything in the building and this whole like... I don't know. I don't know. It's just making me nervous, man. This whole routine about trying to act so tough and like cool, it's just it's making me a little nervous about Vrabel. I don't really like it. I don't like the secretive bullshit and I don't like the Saturday practice where they invite everybody out to the stadium and they perform the most boring ass practice ever. I just I don't like it. I don't like I don't like the secretive shit. I'm not saying that anything bad about Vrabel. I don't think he's going to be a bad coach. I actually think he's going to be a really good coach. But some of the stuff he's done, the way he's acted this offseason kind of bothers me a little bit. And like I said, I mean, winning cures all. So if if he wins games, he can be as secretive as he wants. But he's trying to act like Belichick without accomplishing anything yet. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. It it seems very Belichickian. 
without actually producing any wins yet. He is 0-0 yeah, exactly. as a head coach, and he is trying to pull all of this Belichick stuff, which seems outrageous yeah. to me. Yeah, I'm like, dude, why don't you focus on focus on winning games, focus on getting your team prepared for the fucking shitty-ass Dolphins in a couple weeks. Don't worry about what the media does or doesn't know. Like, it's just, it's just frustrating to me. Like, just act like a normal fucking head coach. Win some games, and then you can do whatever you want after you win some games, you know? If he goes out there and absolutely That's crushes right. it this year, and we just we just absolutely buttfuck other teams, it's going to be... No one's ever going to question this again. This is just year, year zero, basically, questioning stuff on what he's doing. However, if he loses, starts losing games, then we're going to have serious problems, and I don't think it's going to end well for him. No, it's not, because... It's gonna it's gonna be just like Windless Hunt because he's gonna be, you know, not getting along with the media and he's gonna be doing stuff that pisses people off, combined with not winning games and that's not gonna go well. So he better hope he wins right away or else, um, I think a lot of people are not are getting rubbed the wrong way. Yeah, I mean to be fair though, currently he has you know he's just resigned. Well, he personally did not. J Rob. J-God, as we're going to refer to him on this podcast. J-God. He deserves that now, definitely. Yeah, he re-signed Luan <laughs> to uh, the highest left tackle contract in the in the history of the NFL. Until next year with highest another left tackle. Highest offensive line. And, yeah. Yeah, highest offensive go- uh, line contract, period. So. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy. As you guys heard coming into this podcast, I'm sure Bryce, I believe I sent it to you. Um, Dad's back for a few more years. So... <laughs> We've got Taylor Lewan, and next up on the thing, I believe, is just Marcus Mariota's re-signing him because they went out and re-signed uh, Walker for another two years, who I, I believe after this next two-year contract, I think he's just going to retire, and then he's going to wait for his Hall of Fame speech and retire and be in the Hall of Fame. So, Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to have to worry about Delaney ever leaving. I think he's going to retire after 2020, which, you know, hopefully after he wins his Super Bowl MVP. Because yeah. I think Delaney, I really want to win a Super Bowl while Delaney's here. He deserves it. I believe Delaney, Delaney and Arakpo deserve this more than yeah. anybody. They they came here when the Titans were just a bag of smashed assholes, basically. Fucking pathetic. <laughs> and I, I believe those two deserve it. Um, Morgan and Casey as well, but Walker and Arakpo came here as free agents. And, and have stuck yeah. with us through it all. So yeah, they they chose to sign for this shitty ass team for some reason, and it paid off for them. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. We have both. We have Walker and Lawan for a few more years for sure. We got Lawan for six more years, and that contract is amazing. So I don't give a fuck if it's too expensive. It's perfectly fine with me. Best left tackle in football, in my opinion. And he loves Nashville. He fits in perfectly. Just like I said last week on the podcast, I said on the podcast last week that we had to do whatever it takes to get him resigned, and we did. That's all there is to it. Yes, and I'm also excited that he did not even hold out a single day from training camp. He he came in, he started performing, and then the next day he was rewarded for all of that. So that makes me happy. Exactly. That shows he's a true tough first guy. Yeah, of course he's a great leader. He's a great locker room presence, and I don't even think he really cares about the money. I think it's just. You know, I mean, obviously he cares a little bit, but I think it's just the, you know, the principle of it. So I'm glad to get him on a contract. I'm glad he got every dollar he he wants. He's definitely worth it, in my opinion. And yeah, hopefully, I think probably next offseason we'll probably have one with Mariota. 
That's going to be an expensive he, contract. It's going to be. He could make. He could make. He he could. He could make himself a very rich man this season. Depends on. Well, I mean, he's going to be very rich no matter how how he plays this season. But he could really, really help himself out this year. But yeah, I th- I think he's going to be a very wealthy man next next year. I think he's going to be probably the highest paid quarterback of all time until shit. I, I don't even think for a couple for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I don't think uh, Jameis Winston's going to be signed because it seems like there's trouble in paradise down in Tampa Bay right now. So yeah, that's because we'll Jameis Winston likes touching Uber drivers' assholes. So <laughs> at least Mariota does. We don't have to worry about him doing shit like that. He's you know, an upstanding citizen. I was actually I just uh, about 30 minutes ago I watched a video of him re- uh, apologizing. After the Arizona game, when oh, he got upset, that's that's the type of quarterback we have. When he was he like, we lost. Say, he, he didn't even say a cuss word or anything. All he said was, "We lost. Yeah. Didn't play good. Got to play better. We got to look at the tape." And then he apologized for that. Yeah. Jameis Winston's Jameis Winston shoved his hand up a girl's ass, and all he said was, well, "I gotta try to do better." I'm oh. just like, man, this this man is wild. And I mean, I don't even think Jameis honestly. I know this. I know we get. I'm kind of getting off topic here. I don't even think Jameis is that bad of a guy. I just think he's fucking retarded. Like I don't. I don't think that he's like an evil person. I just think he's not very smart. I don't think he even knows what he did. Like you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, the man and, stole crab legs, and then the day he was signed, tweeted out a picture of him holding, like eating crab legs, and was like, "We finna eat" or some shit like that. The man's not intelligent. <laughs> I don't even, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think he even like tries to do bad stuff. I think he just. It's so stupid. He thinks he can just like do whatever he wants. But anyway, yeah. Imagine if we drafted him instead of instead of Marcus, we would be so fucked right now. None of the Lawan extension wouldn't matter, you know, because none 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 of that would matter if he didn't have a franchise quarterback. We we would have been cheering for Luke Falk at this point. We'd have been like, "Come on, Luke!" <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we'd have been hoping for Luke Falk because I don't know how those guys in Tampa are dealing with Jameis right now. That's. No thing. I mean, they're in the same. They're kind of in the same boat we were in in like 2012. Like they have to root for Ryan Fitzpatrick every day. So that's not good. You no. should never have to cheer for Fitz, Fitzpatrick. So real quick, I know that we didn't. I'm calling an audible real quick. Okay. All right, go for it. Calling me audible. I just saw on Sports Center two two little news items that just happened. I want to talk about real quick. So one, the Browns traded Corey Coleman to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, so that's sure interesting. Why. That's interesting to me. And then two, uh, the Saints released Brandon Coleman. So that's two receivers, both named Coleman, both free agents. So that's a little interesting to me. Well, well, the one going uh, to, Coleman's yeah. not a free agent. Yeah, one's going to the to the Browns, but still the other Coleman. And then we potentially could have had either one of them. Is what I'm getting at. Because Corey Coleman, if if the Browns had him on the trading block, I don't know. I wonder if we talked to them about that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I actually haven't heard well, about the Saints one at all, but that's that's intriguing. They just did that. Yeah, I just. Well, that's the thing I'm I'm wondering. Here's what I'm wondering because Rashard Matthews, which we're going to get into, is on the pup list, right? So, I mean, what we don't really have a veteran wide receiver right now. I mean, we have Nick Williams, a fucking white guy. And then we have uh, Campanero, who is a punt returner. So, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I think 
I don't know. I'm a little nervous about that. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, Did you know, see the – go ahead. I, I'm, I'm just hoping that Rashad, or Rashad Matthews comes back and actually fucking performs because it seems like his injury is just mythical right now and, and nobody knows what it is. They There were reports of him running routes and jumping um, before practice one day, but – Oh, yeah, it'd be nice to know. It'd be nice to fucking know what was wrong with our players, especially yeah. an important player. You know, this isn't fucking Tommy Hopscotch. I mean, this is an important player, and we don't know what's wrong with him. And that's frustrating. I mean, to be fair, I mean, like, we should know about Richard Matthews. The, the man has put up numbers better than Des Bryant, who some Titans fan have been calling us for to, to sign. He's put up better numbers than him over the past, I believe, like three years. Or two years, something like if that? He, if, if Rashard Matthews played for the Patriots or the like, Seahawks or some team like that, he would be considered like a borderline number one receiver. So I don't understand why. I do understand why. I mean, it's because he plays for the Titans. But still, he deserves more credit than he gets. I just hope he's not severely injured because he got added to the pup list. It's not like he just sat out of practice or two. Like, they literally put him on the physically unable to perform list. So I'm assuming he's obviously not going to play against Green Bay. Yeah, uh, I, I don't believe so. I don't know. That just makes me a little nervous. I know um, some camp camp notes though that uh, Deontay Burnett has looked pretty good at wide receiver. That's the uh, that's the kid from out of USC, correct? Yes, he's from USC. He's been making some. I've been seeing Teron Davenport's been tweeting about him constantly. He's been pretty impressive during camp. He's a big body receiver. He's not like a one of these little midgets that like like Kendall Wright type build. He's like a big guy, so that's an interesting receiving project for. I think he'll probably make the team. I just am a little nervous about the depth. If Rashard is healthy, I'm not really that, that worried about it. But if if he can't start the season, I mean, I think we should be worried about that if he can't if he can't play against Miami, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, Corey Davis, from what it sounds like, all, all the camp notes and everything that I've been reading, um, has has been having some pretty good days. And he's been shining, so yeah, that's, that's good, especially with I don't our think, with our cornerbacks yeah. now. I don't think either one of me or you are worried about Corey. I think we we pretty much have both have faith that he's going to get it figured out, and he's going to he's going to take the reins, be that number one receiver we've never had, really. Yeah, uh, so. and I, I believe Jonathan Hutton from the midday 180 said out that uh, uh, Taywan Taylor has been running basically 100 percent from the uh, from the outside. So, yeah. and he said he's looked very good this this off or this training camp, which is good news because he was garbage last year. But I'll I'll go ahead and blame yeah, Biscuit for he, that. <laughs> he Biscuit boy, yeah, fucking losers. God, I mean, that's true they had him running they had him running Techno Ball 84 routes. So I don't really blame him that much, you know, cuz he had a He's coming from WKU, which honestly he probably had a better coaching staff at WKU than he had last year. But he's coming into the NFL and he's got some fat fuck in his face telling him to run left to center every single time. And, you know, it's just God. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm not going to rant on Rabisky. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> anyway, Taewon Taylor has been getting a ton of first team snaps. So obviously this coaching staff thinks he's pretty good. So that's that's interesting to me. And another thing that's interesting to me is um, Tajay Sharp has not been getting any first-team snaps at all. 
So I guess he has not looked too good, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, I was I was hoping he would actually come out here and and perform to the level that we kind of hoped he would, um, getting first team reps and just absolutely killing it. But it seems more at this point he's just going to be a rotational player to give Matthews or Taylor or Davis a, a break. Um, well, yeah, like if I don't think that's a problem if if Davis becomes a you know a legit number one thousand yard receiver and then. Um, Matthews is healthy and does his normal thing and then Taylor takes a step up if all those things happen then we don't even need Tajay to be more than a rotational player but it's just you know if one of those things doesn't happen we're gonna need all the help we can get yeah and again we have our our uh our tight ends who have been who it's Delaney Walker and we're not going to discuss that we all know um the man just resigned for two years we obviously know he's well or he's good um, we and we got John Smith, um, who is basically a, a mini Walker. Delaney Jr., yeah. Yeah. And he just needs to learn how to block. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I think he's going to learn because he basically has no other option at this point. You don't have a fucking choice, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, so I, I, think, I think our tight ends are set. Um, our receiver should be set as long as Matthews is okay with his fucking mystery injury. Um, uh, you forgot about, uh, Little Mighty Mouse, Neon Lewis, too. Oh, exactly. Deion Lewis, you know, coming out of the backfield or he's motion over to the slot. That's going to be killer. That You know, that just makes me so excited because you know how great of a receiving threat DeMarco Murray was the past couple of years? Well, towards the end of his tenure, DeMarco Murray acted like he had fucking concrete in his shoes. So Deion Lewis is just going to be like a, a quicker DeMarco Murray. So we should – he. I think that will be a great receiving. I think he'll get 50 catches this year. I think – I think that's a very underrated part of our passing offense. DeMarco Murray pissed me off so much last year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I tweeted about it on my old account with his fucking shoulder shake bullshit that he would do and then just oh, get tackled yeah, immediately. Little, yeah. Oh, God. I I love DeMarco, but I wanted to fucking headbutt the man as hard as possible. Oh, my God. And then and he's got holes that you could drive a fucking truck through. Or a tractor. Yeah, he, he's just sitting there stutter stepping. God, that was annoying. Yeah, I'd, I'm happy the man's but, retired. Yeah, I am too. I mean, I wish him nothing but the best. But still, and then at the end, you had that fucking retard malarkey when he the Cardinals game when all we had to do was get one first down and we win the game and clinch a playoff spot. And oh yeah, it's it's uh, third and eight, but let's just run a halfback power up the middle with DeMarco Murray on third and eight and he gets stuffed and ever since then I've had an intense fucking hatred for Mike Malarkey I I believe that play was actually his downfall I believe that was the play that John Robinson was like this dumbass can't coach a fucking football game (laughs) no I'm not I know I don't know like I'm I actually 100% believe that because listen like we were on a roll there for a while like we were beating the fuck out of the uh the AFC North, like we beat the Browns, Ravens, and Bengals. We beat like all those teams in a row, you know. Well, they struggled against the Browns. Well, horribly. yeah, that was bad. But anyway, like the uh, we got to a point where all we had to do was beat the Cardinals or the 49ers, and we somehow fucking choked away both games. And I think John Robinson was just like, "This guy's a complete fucking retard. We got to cut this guy. Like, we got to get rid of this guy. Like, we just lost to a Blaine Gabbert and Jimmy Garoppolo." back-to-back, which was 
anyway, I mean, past is the past, but that was pathetic. Mike Malarkey, fuck you. Any little butt buddy. His little sex partner, Terry Robisky. Also, very happy that Mike Malarkey um, or Kevin Costner was back in uh, in Cleveland doing uh, roles for Draft Day 2. <laughs> draft Day 2, yeah, doing yeah. some film study. Yeah, I- I'm, gl- I'm glad he's getting back in the in the film industry. Uh, that would be typical of the Browns to hire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They need to, well, you know what? You know what he probably said? I bet they were like uh, – Hugh Jackson was probably like, hey, Mike Malarkey, you want to come uh, be my offensive coordinator? And Mike Malarkey's like, well, uh, I can't do that unless I can bring my uh, Terry Rubisky with me. And they're like, no, nah, okay, never mind. Fuck you, <laughs> moron. We don't want you. Yeah, the man died on the hill for Terry Rubisky. Like – Imagine – Hold on, let me just, just Kevin, just think about. It. Imagine you have an NFL head coaching job, right? Yeah. There's only 32 of those in the entire world, okay? Okay. You just coached your, t- well, you didn't just coach a team to a playoff win. The the team won the playoff game in spite of your retarded ass coaching. But anyway, you're still a head coach of one of the 32 teams. You can become, you can stay a, a head coach of one of the 32 teams. All you have to do is fire some overweight slob who calls plays that they would think were outdated in 1996. All you have to do is fire that retard, and you can stay having one of the most prestigious jobs in the entire world. But you know what? You just couldn't do it. You had to keep that fucking slob Terry Robisky, and you got fired. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine losing your job for t- because you didn't want to fire Terry Robisky and hurt his little feelings? Can you imagine that? Like, I just think that's so weird. Like, there's, there's no way in hell that I would keep Terry Rubisky and get fired. I would not die on the Terry Rubisky hill. There's no way. I would have I mean, fucking went Hiroshima on that fucking hill and just blown it I up. I would fire my own mother to keep my job as a head coach. <laughs> Kevin, you're one of my best friends, Kevin, and I would fire the fuck out of you if, if John Robinson told me to. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate that. Um, I respect that, honestly. If J-Rob came to me and was like, hey, I like your podcast, but Bryce has got to go. And I'd be like, well, who's going to be my co-host? I would tell you to. You need to. <laughs> it's, a, it's a prestigious job. Yeah, I just. And they I tried to ruin it. They tried to make us into a fucking laughing sock. I just can't believe that. But anyway, we're talking. I'm talking about the past. I'm dwelling on the past. I'm going to have a goddamn aneurysm. <laughs> Oh, well, let's get back on topic here because we just went on a fucking tangent. So, <laughs> fuck you, Mike Malarkey and Terry Rubisky. Um, let's let's jump over to the the defensive side with uh with our secondary. We kind of touched on it with I mean, uh, Butler's basically intercepting everything that Mariota's throwing right now, which is kind of scary. But I, I I'm okay with it. You know, I think it's, it's more. Better. Yeah, I think it's more of a testament to how good our secondary is as opposed to Marcus being doing bad. I don't think, uh, if anything, I think Marcus has, has looked really good this training camp. I just think he's actually throwing to an NFL secondary now as opposed to the fucking Brentwood Academy High School secondary we had a couple years ago. Harris Cox. So, I mean, for real. I mean, look at this. Like, we have Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, Logan Ryan. Those are our three starting corners. In 2015, we had Paris Cox, uh, Cody Sensabaugh, and Jason McCourty whenever his vagina wasn't torn. So we went from that to this. I mean, that's that's amazing. And it's only in a span of three years. So, I mean, even in uh, 
2016 when we went nine and seven and missed the playoffs. Even that year, uh, stupid ass Parrish Cox was still starting. So like in the in a span of just two years, we we've totally revamped the secondary, and it's fucking biblical. Yeah, it's it. It has the chance to be a, a top five, easily a top five defensive back group. Even with the loss of Cyprian, I believe it has the ability to become top five this year, which is unfucking real for the Titans. We haven't had that in absolutely. Over a decade. I, that doesn't that sound weird to even say the Titans have a top five secondary because we had a bottom five secondary. A couple years ago, our secondary wouldn't have been top five in the Mountain West Conference. And now <laughs> we have possibly a top five secondary in the National Football League. Like, that's just crazy to think about. And then another thing that makes me happy is uh, Dane Crookshank has been getting first-team reps as well. Now, I know that that's because Cyprian got hurt. But still, they obviously, apparently they like him better than the veteran Kendrick Lewis. So Crookshank's been looking good too. So we might even be, we might be, you know, three, four deep at, sec- at safety. We might have three or four really good players at safety. So I think our secondary just all around is just fucking amazing, man. It's 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 something. Do you think Crookshank could actually get, um, a st- like a, like in the starting lineup, for lack of better terms, this year, or or do you think it's maybe? Uh, a year or two down the road where he gets in the start. I don't think he'll be a full-time starter until a year or two down the road because Vaccaro's uh, deal is only for one year, and then Cyprian, I think, has one more year after this. So maybe after maybe we'll let Cyprian walk eventually, and then Crookshank would be able to start by then. I think maybe this year he could spot start, or maybe he can come in on third downs, maybe like nickel packages or something. I think he could po- probably play. I don't think he'll get extended playing time, though. I think he'll be active on game day, but I don't think he'll be. I don't think we'll be relying on him to play like a hundred snaps a game or anything. So we're not expecting a Kevin Byard year one kind of thing where we should want him to start over. Uh, not. Oh, I, I forget. Yeah. Well, uh, who who was the man who was playing in front of Byard year one? I'm totally spacing on his name right now. Oh, Cersei. Yeah, Cersei. That man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that we should expect. I mean, I know you. I know that you weren't being literal, but Kevin Byard's all pro safety, so we we probably shouldn't expect that from Crookshank. But I think that I think that Crookshank will be a solid NFL player. I really do, just from what I've seen so far. I think he's he's looks pretty good, and he can play corner as well. So he he doesn't have to just play strong safety. And that's that's actually really helpful. We got basically you know a safety and a cornerback sitting in our pocket. So that's, yeah, it's good. It's cool. Know. I like, I like versatility. I think that the more positions he can play, the better. So I right, actually so. feel really good about our secondary depth. And I know you do too. I think our secondary is so deep because I mean, look just real quick, even if, even after you go past the first three, you still have LaShawn Sims. You still have Demontre Hurst. who's a solid special teams player. You still have Kalen Reed, who, I know he hasn't done much, but he's, I mean, obviously they've kept him around for this long for a reason. So I, it, it does kind of suck though. we didn't talk about this yet. It sucks that Ty Smith is on IR because Ty Smith is a very good depth corner. He was really good for us on special teams last year and he's done for the year. So that kind of sucks, but I still love our depth. That, that just shows you how deep we are, that we can lose 
we can lose Ty Smith and Jonathan Cyprian and our depth is still, we're still perfectly fine. Nobody's freaking out that we lost Cyprian. Whereas a couple years ago, if we'd have lost, you know, one person, we'd have been like, well, button it up. We're going home. We'll try again next year. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously we're not deep enough to go like, you know, if we lose Bayard or, you know, heaven forbid, I don't even like saying, but if we, something happened and we lost Bayard or Butler, I mean, that would obviously be hard to overcome, but I love our secondary unit. This is, I think this is obviously the best secondary group we've, we've had since we've been in Nashville. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. There's, there's no way around it. The NFL team should be scared when they play them. Um, yeah, especially it's, it's actually interesting because we, we get to play a, uh, fucking trash can Bortles and he is completely fucking horrible. So have have you seen the article that came out on uh, ESPN where he basically has been in his right wrist, his throwing Aww. wrist has been hurt for like two years and he's oh, like, little, and they're basically hyping him up. <laughs> yeah. They're hyping him up saying sucks. that, you know, it's, it's not hurting him for the first time in two years and he's throwing better oh, passes and suck my dick. Blake Bortles, you fucking suck. And I know you're going to hear this you fucking loser. Blake Bortles, you suck. The Titan secondary is going to fucking own you. You're crying about your real. Oh, my wrist hurts. My wrist hurts. Listen, lots of quarterbacks are hurt, and they still don't look as terrible as you. Tom Brady could have his right wrist chopped the fuck off and still wouldn't look as bad as you. You fucking completely suck, Blake Bortles. You're trash. Your team's fucking trash. Your fan base is trash. Fuck you. I hope you break your wrist again. Your team sucks. You can get a fucking bionic wrist, and you still would suck, Blake Bortles. And that article that was talking about him, they're like, oh, he's going to be so good this year because uh, the Jaguars are Super Bowl contenders. No, the fuck they're not. They lost their two leading receivers, and he's going to get better? Are you kidding me? Blake Bortles is horrible. The Jaguars would have a better chance of winning if I was a fucking quarterback because at least I can move. Blake Bortles fucking sucks. Oh, I, I want to find the Shafirian Jenkins, what he said. So basically this – I don't know if everybody else has read it. Um, basically it, it says that, uh, uh, Casey said that he was, he would choke on with game on the line. And then his, uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, who is his tight end, um, basically had this to say, I think he's a hell of a quarterback. That's a lie. I think he makes plays when it counts. Also a lie. I think he wins football games when it counts. Again, a lie. Uh, I know quarterbacks are drafted when Super Bowls, when playoff games and win big games. And he has done that. No, uh, what? Yeah, not not sure. It continues on with, uh, uh, where is it at? Um, t- talking about his progression, it takes time. You can't just come in here and be the best quarterback ever. He's had like five years. This is his fifth year. Oh, my God. What? He's, he's what thrown the like 70 interceptions. Like that's... What the fuck does Austin Safarian Jenkins know about quarterback play? This is the guy that came from the fucking he played for the Buccaneers and the Jets are you fucking serious two teams that haven't had a good quarterback in 38 years <laughs> who cares what that fucking loser thinks Blake Bortles sucks and I guess they're sucking each other off in the locker room if he thinks he's that fucking good Blake Bortles own mother doesn't even think he's that good Austin Safarian Jenkins is a fucking tard man yeah I'm, I'm not concerned about Blake Bortles and his him getting his wrist better maybe it prevents him from throwing like one more interception a year but Oh, the, yeah. The Titans right, yeah. still own the Jags, so... Okay, yeah. Go ahead. You can give him the wrist of Jesus Christ and he'll still suck. 
fuck Blake Bortles, man. And then the Colts. Did you see that uh, the Colts are down two starting offensive linemen? So little Andy Luck's going to get his spleen ruptured again. They have uh, Jack Newhart retired, who was their guard. And Costanzo might be Dunzo because he might be getting put on IR. I don't remember what kind of injury he had, but he's hurt pretty fucking bad. So uh, little Andy, get ready. It's not not looking good for, for him. That's another thing. Everybody wants us to be scared of Andrew Luck when he's sitting in his backyard throwing blow-up Nerf balls all day. <laughs> and everybody thinks he's got fucking three traffic cones sitting in front of him as his offensive line. And I'm supposed to be scared of him. He's got a bunch of fucking Whataburger employees he's throwing to. And I'm supposed – and he's, the only person on his offense that's even kind of scary is a fucking white guy from western Kentucky. Oh, and, I'm supposed to, and I'm supposed to be scared of fucking Colts. Are you serious? So, yeah, fuck that. Andy Luck's going to get fucked this year. He's going to get royally fucked. Jarrell Casey's going to bend him over a fucking barrel. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. He's got three traffic cones. I, all right. Yeah. Whew. Andrew Luck's fucked. It, Rashawn Evans is, is going to fucking wreck his life. Um, this division, I'll, this division's ours, man. I'm sorry. It just is. It's it's not going to be pretty. Pretty. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be brutal when we play them. Um, what well, do you want to look for? You want to look towards uh, Green Bay? Yeah, I was, that's a jump there. Um, so obviously they play Green Bay on Thursday. It's a night game. It's you know Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Andrew Luck, or I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers, not Andrew Luck. Um, Aaron Rodgers hasn't played in the first preseason game since 2015. And that was when he came off of an injury. I, I believe he tore his, like, his left calf or something like yeah. that. So, well, he's, com- he's coming off of an injury now, but I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll play him. Um, uh, it doesn't make any sense, too. The only reason I would see them playing him is uh, I believe they, they changed a little bit of their scheme. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they play him, but this game really isn't schemed against teams right now. It would literally just be to get some actual game reps. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. So. It, it's just a. It's just. A, it's a fucking meaningless game. I mean, it's 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 meaningless like record wise, but it's not meaningless like performance wise. Um, but I mean, it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. You know that he's a stud. Why do you need to see him play in a preseason game? Like he'll be fine. I, I'm just excited to see how our young guys perform. I think all of our contributing players from last year. I'm not really worried about them performing because I mean. I'm just worried about our younger guys and our guys like Corey Davis. I'm going to see if, you know, if he can do anything in our first preseason game. And I'm also excited to see the backup quarterback spot because we had a fucking walking corpse playing backup quarterback last year. So hopefully Falk and Gabbert look pretty good. I'm actually really interested in backup quarterback play. Uh, yeah, I believe it's going to be an excellent uh, battle going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, th- I don't think we should see any more than uh, – two drives out of Mario and company. Um, yeah. If we see any more than that, then that's saying that they're not picking up the scheme in game at all. And then we should be a little worried. And I mean, there's going to be some wrinkles to work out. Cause I mean, it's the first, they're actually, they're actually, our team is actually running a uh, legit NFL offense now, as opposed to the bullshit they had to learn last year. So I'm sure it is a pretty steep learning curve. So I'm sure it won't be, it won't look perfect at first, but I just don't want to risk Mario to getting hurt, you know. I hope he doesn't do anything too crazy. And, but remember what happened the last time Mario played the Packers? He completely skull fucked them. That's so that's 100% accurate. It was on. It was basically a murder on the field, and no one called the police. 
We beat the fuck out of them, and then the only reason they kept it somewhat close was because at the end we were playing prevent defense. We beat it was like thirty-seven to sixteen or something. So I'm interested. I'm I'm really excited just to see how how we're gonna play. I know it's preseason, but I still want to see how our players are gonna react to the new scheme. And it's it's gonna be exciting. I'm definitely I'm gonna watch every second of it. You know me. Yeah, I. I'm hoping I can illegally, or I'm sorry, not illegally stream it. I'm not trying to go to jail. I'm hoping I can watch it being Big out Brother's listening, Kevin. I'm not worried about them. I am part of Big Brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping I can watch it. If not, then uh, I'll catch it the next day. Um, but I'm not too concerned about this game. There's no real scheming that goes into it. This, the teams aren't really scheming against each other. Um, at this point, you just kind of want to see Honor Landry, you know, get past some NFL starting or NFL back. Exactly. Yeah. Linemen and stuff like that. You, you, you're really just seeing well, because, what, what they have at this point. Well, that's the thing that, that's cool about it. Cause even the backups, um, like the backups that honor Landry's going to be going against are going to be better than the people, the people he was going against in college. Cause I mean, there's a big difference between an NFL backup is still better than a college starter. So exactly. And, before we get off of this, I just I have one thing, one one bone to pick that I need all fucking Titans fans and anybody who listens to this podcast to shut the fuck up about. No, the Go Alabama off. Crimson Tide cannot beat the fucking Cleveland Browns. You want to know why? Because all of the people who play on the fucking Cleveland Browns are NFL players. All the people who play on Alabama Crimson Tide are college players. There is a fucking difference and a huge gap, so shut the fuck up when Alabama wins the national championship this year. I don't want to hear it. Don't think about that. Think about that. The, here's here's how you prove those idiots wrong, Kevin. How many? Answer me to this. How many NFL players are on the Cleveland Browns roster? Uh, currently, I'm I'm gonna go with about ninety. Okay. How many NFL players are on our Alabama football roster? Maybe like twelve tops. Yeah, we'll, we'll go we'll go we'll go twenty just for sake just for. There you go. Okay, give them thirty. Give them forty. <laughs> That's still not as enough. <laughs> it's not. So anybody yeah. who anybody out, I think Alabama can beat. The Browns, and I'm just assuming the Browns are going to suck this year. It's probably going to be the Jets with Avery Williamson back there. Um, just shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to hear it. Oh, God. Yeah, I hate that argument. It's so retarded. It's like – it's it's always some redneck, too. My my Crimson Tide beat the fuck out them Browns. No, the fuck they wouldn't, Leroy. Shut up. <laughs> no, they, they won't. They can't. I wish they would play just one game, and then Cleveland would be like, "Hey, bro, watch this," and then butt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's one one of the like situation hypotheticals exactly like that that I do think would happen though. I think that, um, like, I don't know if you watch college basketball, but like Duke or Kentucky would beat the fuck out of a WNBA team. That would happen. I actually do think that. Yeah. Like didn't but, didn't the woman just a couple weeks ago like set the highest points ever and it was like fifty points, like yeah and it was like a goddamn miracle. Yeah, they, like she, a, they were like they said we weren't athletes. Well, you're not. You're not. Well, you're not. <laughs> uh, you're you look like Orange is the New Black cast members. Uh, <laughs> nobody is impressed by you doing layups while some chick with dreadlocks plays five feet away defense on you. Nobody's impressed by that shit. You give me that fucking space, I'm, I'm gonna pull up and I'm gonna drop fifty two. Like I'm just. I could play a WNBA. I could play a WNBA game right now, and I guarantee you, I would not be the worst player on the court. Guaranteed. I'm not a great at basketball, but I bet I could drop ten. 
in a WNBA game <laughs> <Exactly>. right now. <laughs> like, and, and, and we're white. Yeah, it's... No, but yeah, you're 100% right, though. That, that argument's retarded about the Browns. It's retarded. I mean, the Browns do fucking suck, but they're not that bad. They're, they're not. I mean... Especially with uh, especially with Mike Malarkey being at their practice, that's going to make them yeah. even better. Just his presence alone is going to make them a playoff team. Kevin Costner is going to lead that team to six and ten. I see it. <laughs> what if <laughs> what if that actually was Kevin Costner, and not Mike uh, Malarkey? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. How, how I ignorant mean, some of those reporters are. I mean, I'd rather have. I mean, who would you feel more comfortable about coaching your fucking team? Kevin Costner. <laughs> at this Kevin, point, Kevin Costner. Costner. Kevin Costner is a very good draft pick maneuverer, apparently. Yeah. The man traded three ones and three twos and got two starters. In the and top got five. them shits back, too. Yeah. Like, I'm, that's, you know, I would take that. <laughs> so. Uh... Well, all right. We'll call the show there and then uh, pick up next week after the Green Bay game. We'll go over that and then. Uh, By the way, happening. next week, I have. A surprise for the audience, Kevin. You know about it. Oh, I do you don't know about it, it yet. You're gonna what? know about it. In a, you're gonna know about it in a minute. But uh, I, okay, I'm excited. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.